Hello, y'all. Um, as y'all heard, my name is Jay Love, and as my mom so pointedly mentioned in your programs, I was the first baby baptized by Pastor Jeff at St. Andrews when he came here 18 years ago. But I'm not here to talk about that or my experience going to the children's place for preschool, attending Sunday school and VBS, or all the wonderful opportunities I've had through Miss Amy at youth group. All of those things were important in shaping me into who I am today. But right now, I'm here to talk about my name, specifically my last name. But before we get into that, I need to talk a little more about myself, and not just so I can fill in the usual time allotted for a sermon. <laughs> I adore technicalities, procedural rules, and being technically correct. So yeah, I'm both a nightmare to play Monopoly with, and I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> the law fascinates me, and the interpretation of it fascinates me even more. I have a drive to analyze every rule, to determine every fact, and to rule as to what is correct. So to wrap this back into my message, today I'll be talking to you about my last name and the law. Love, in, a big, in the biblical sense, is defined in many ways. My favorite definition is found in Romans 13, 8 through 10. From the New International Version, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love is the fulfillment of the law. You see, it's almost counterintuitive as to why I like this message so much. I think this restatement of the Great Commandment by Paul is so important precisely because it does not rely on legalistic interpretation or making yourself technically correct. All God is asking of us is that we love each other. In other words, that we treat everyone with the respect and dignity that they deserve. It is, however, a commandment that I sometimes struggle with. On Tuesday in D-Group, Ms. Amy talked to us about self-righteousness and contempt. And though that dates my speech and tells you all that I am perhaps a serial procrastinator, it's important. She talked to us about how when we are self-righteous, we lose out on making deep connections with others and broadening our horizons with new ideas and people that may be beneficial to meet. When we are self-righteous, we are not treating others with love. And I've seen that firsthand. Much of my life, I've lived in a bubble, in a bubble of people whose parents do much the same thing that my parents do, and in a bubble of people who, who do much the same things that I do, a bubble that's made up of my school, of my activities, and to an extent, all of you. And that is not to, at all to attack the fact that I've lived in this bubble. It is a bubble that has provided me with such innumerable opportunities and amazing friends. But it is something that has provided me with an amount of bias and shelter that allows me to develop self-righteousness and contempt for others. To an extent, my like for being technically correct and penchant for legalistic rambling is a manifestation of that. So why is this something that must be addressed now? Well, we, the seniors, are moving on to the, our next chapter in life, a chapter where we will necessarily have to meet new people, establish new friendships, and forge new bonds, a chapter where our bubbles will most likely need to be popped. For the most part, the structure of our lives that we've built over the last 17 or 18 years will be gone. 
the bubbles that have allowed us to act self-righteous or elevate ourselves above others, will be gone. There'll be new routines and challenges, new people with new stories. And to meet those people and rise to those challenges, we must always act with love to others. I, and all of us, would be served well by remembering what Romans commands us to do. We must cut through our perceived hierarchies and constructed self-righteousness and remember that to love others is the fulfillment of God's law. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Divine Nancy, and I'll be sharing my testimony with you. Two sayings that have gotten me through my senior year are know your worth and God's got it. Being a teenager in today's generation is an eye-opening experience, one that I would only recommend experiencing once. (laughs) With the rise of technology and social media use, everything is at our fingertips. We have access to the latest news, fashion advice, rude comments, and most of all, we are a touch away from the like button. Much of my teenage years, I spent trying to get as many likes as possible. I lived my life like a big like button. Whether it was seeking validation from my peers or lowering my standards to not seem lame, I wasn't living the life that was meant for me. My dad gifted me a book back in 2021 titled All Along You Were Blooming, a collection of poetry from Morgan Harper Nichols. Not too long after I was gifted that book, about a year later, I really started to bloom. In a flower bed of rotten weeds and toxic plants, I was moved to a beautiful pot, receiving ample amount of sunlight and water every day. My first few water droplets came from opening up to my mom. I shared with her how I truly felt and confided in her. One of the hardest things to do is ask for help. We want to seem like we have it all together when we really don't. When I confronted my mom with life's problems and I confronted myself with my internal problems, I then brought them to God. I prayed every day. I took each day at a time and every day was a challenge. I changed the music I listened to. I switched environments, the people I hung around. Every day I chose to water myself, to be watered and to bloom. Today is not a sad day, but a day to rejoice and celebrate my bloom. I have not yet completed my journey, but I am growing higher and higher each day. Thank you to St. Andrews for being a water source on my journey to bloom. Thank you, Pastor Jeff and Miss Amy, for always praying over my singing each Sunday. Thank you, Mr. James, for the opportunity to sing with the Chancel Choir. Thank you, Miss Mandy, for working with my busy schedule since the day we met. And thank you to St. Andrews Congregation for always welcoming me with a smile on your face. This week, when I was preparing my testimony, the message my dad left for me on the two front page was this. It has been my greatest joy to watch you grow up to be such a beautiful human being and young lady. May God continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. With love, Dad. I'm proud to stand before you, the congregation today, and say that no matter what happens when I leave my parents' home, 
I will continue to allow the Lord to be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want the Lord to use me so I can be a light unto others as well. A very important verse that has I've carried with me throughout my high school years is Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it would surely take place. It will not be delayed. A year ago, I didn't imagine myself in this position with as many opportunities as I have now. I continue to be patient and continue to be guided by my faith. Last but not least, on this Mother's Day, despite my rough teenage years and more challenging years to come, thank you, Mom, for showing me what a strong black woman looks like. Being a mother was your dream, and thank you for pouring into my success character development, and dreams every single day. Thank you for being one of my main water sources on my journey to bloom. Thank you for never giving up and always giving me chance after chance. Thank you for my three kisses each morning, telling me to be kind, stay true to myself, and know my worth. Lastly, I would like to end with one last poem from the book I brought. And the thing about blooming is, nothing about the process is easy. It requires every part of you to stretch upward with your roots firmly planted in the ground and in the sun and in the rain and wind. You stand anyway, even against the pull of the soil. And through it all, one day you will see all along you were transforming. This took everything out of you, but the struggle was beautiful and necessary for your growth. Thank you. (laughs) 